0: Now here
1: Welcome back to the Record Room. I'm Josh.
2: And I'm Owen. And we are the nerds who read the liner notes. It's oh, a-
0: no! I
2: still can't find that button, but that's okay. We'll roll that's, with
1: that one. That's okay. It's also, the, uh, it's also the podcast where if we actually were a record store and you were a teacher, we'd give you one hell of a discount after this year. Heck yes, oh, we would. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> but, we're, but we're almost done.
2: Owen, how are you, buddy? Man, I'm good. I had a real relaxing weekend, and I was cooking some weird things that were that turned out amazing. and Just one of those things. Awesome. What about you, man? What was your weekend like?
1: Sheesh. Uh, not much. You know, cleaned up the house. Um, tried to play with the kids. Took care of uh, the little one quite a bit. It's uh, a shock you know, that a little one would require that much care i know right like he's barely four months old you think he'd just be running around already telling he's us not break words. dancing yet nah man Dang it. no no but other than that things are good and then i uh you know i i listened to the album again that we're reviewing oh and for sure that was pretty much it nothing nothing mind-blowing i did have quite a lucrative trip to uh home depot because they had everything that i that i wanted Oh, Which home project
2: be... working in the works there. What are we uh, working Not on really. there, it's, sir?
1: It's all it's all about maintenance, sir. It's just oh, it's maintenance, maintenance. nothing yeah, fun it's... like floating shelving or anything like that. No, no, no. But <laughs> but I do like do like going to Home Depot because they rarely don't have what I'm looking for. So it's it's nice. It's nice. I do.
2: I so you you fall on the Home Depot side as opposed to Lowe's.
1: I don't really care. It's just now I live like a block away from Home Depot. Okay, so, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's it's about convenience. Owen. There you go. Okay, about convenience.
2: I like it. I like that you're hardware agnostic, as it were.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like my father-in-law used to work at Lowe's, so I would go there sometimes. Right. Um, but he doesn't anymore, and I live a block away from Home Depot. So yep. Hey, man. You know, I did run across a, a TikTok
2: the other day that where a lady said that. Uh, Lowe's is the male target and I had to think about that for a while I, I I can't say that I disagree with that like I don't it's not wrong but I don't know that that's entirely the truth either but I, I don't know enough to, to argue with it it's a on good point
1: some things I would say no <laughs> but on others perhaps for sure but uh yeah, sometimes they come out a little bit more expensive actually. But
2: Yeah, you know. no, I think you're totally right. Yeah. Totally right.
1: But so anyways, before we get
2: going, uh, um yes. that that track that for the intro was uh it's a band yes. little band called The Cocktail Slippers. It's a female group. Uh that's their new track that just came out like literally a week ago and it's called She Devil. I heard it on Little Steven's Underground Garage and they do a uh coolest song in the world it's like every week they'll do a new song that they're pushing and that was last week's so i thought i would kind of throw the cocktail slicker, slippers a little love there so
1: very nice may uh i'm a big fan of uh, anybody from east street way so yeah yeah exactly yeah that that's pretty cool well let's talk about what's going on at the record room yeah let's this, this time around uh, we are finally going to review Van Weezer. All right. We've got some complaints and disappointments about the Rock Hall inductees. And then we're going to take kind of a interesting look at bands who make lead singer changes. Excellent, excellent topic. And then we have our top three lead singers. Yes. And that's how we'll end the show. And so, you know what
2: else we need to do? We need to give a shout out to our new listeners.
1: Okay, That's, so now
2: would be the time, man. So go. we picked up. We have the entire Pacific, like Western seaboard, like Western seaboard. Now, as a listener, we picked up California, and we picked up Washington. We already had Oregon, but we maintained Oregon. And uh, so, welcome, welcome, all you, uh, welcome, all you crazy Californians. I mean, you're probably moving here, so you know you probably for looking for some local local podcast to listen. To. That's probably why you got you got on us. Yeah.
1: They probably thought, hey, I wonder if they're a local music podcast. I can listen to them. No, but <laughs> exactly. if you tweet us or email us, I can point you in the direction of about twenty to forty just in the Dallas Fort Worth area alone. <laughs> exactly. Which is exactly why we do what we do. We yep. just there's just too many local stuff going too much local, not that we don't appreciate local because everybody that we review on the show starts out as local local someone it's yeah local somewhere, so yeah we, we also
2: picked up North Carolina, which I'm really excited about. We're working our way up the uh, the eastern seaboard there. that's very cool, so well, yeah good, good, good things times. are happening in the record room. <laughs>
1: yes yes thank you guys for listening as always
2: absolutely i'm just chuffed just chuffed that you're listening
1: indeed indeed well then uh shall we get on to the latest listen there owen absolutely man you want me to go first
2: you want to go first
1: actually i was gonna do something crazy and say can i go first
2: oh do it go for it please do yes
1: all right so um many of you know I i like van halen well this was a tough one for me because i i wasn't sure how i was going to feel about this when i first heard that eddie's son wolfgang uh was doing a solo album now to be fair wolfgang has been playing in a bunch of different bands sometimes he plays the drums sometimes he plays bass uh, I've never really seen him play guitar, but I know that he can. Well, Ch- back that up. Yes, I've seen him play guitar. Uh, I saw him play guitar at a Van Halen show in Vegas years ago. And he came out with his dad, and he was still little and shredded. It was amazing. Um, so I know he had it in him and that he could do it. But I think my question was, was I going to like what i was gonna hear and it took me a while to even start listening to it owen because i was sitting there going okay i really i have to get i have to wait until i can get past the idea that this is eddie's son but it's not gonna sound anything like eddie and i have to know that going in once i got past that then i was finally able to listen to the album now or well, what's been released of the album. Uh, the first song they released was a track called Distance. It's a tribute to his father. It's really great, but it's also kind of sappy, and it's not, not really like what I wanted to hear. Then he started putting out the rest of the album. So what I'm going to play for you, or what my good buddy Owen is going to play for you, is a track called, where is it? Don't Back Down by... Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Here we go. That is Eddie and Valerie's little boy Wolfgang, and his uh, his his I guess you would call it a project. It's ma- it's called Mammoth WVH, which is Mammoth. Of course, is a tribute to what Van Halen used to be called before they were Van Halen, and uh, WVH is Wolfgang Van Halen. So, uh-huh. I, you know oh, what? Nice. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I, I really like it. Yeah, it's really good. It's got so, a lot of it's got a um, a lot of oomph. So he plays. A lot of- so he plays all the instruments on that song. Oh, okay, and sings. And um, the thing the and I think I told you this the other day, but I'm going to say it here. What <laughs> I love about everything I've heard off of this album so far is it is giving me something that the Foo Fighters did not give me the last two albums, and it's that, it just, that just that just balls to the wall rock yeah the yeah oomph. i haven't yeah. had i don't feel like i've had that from any band as that would qualify themselves as a straightforward rock band in some time
2: yeah and yeah i can hear, agree with that and to hear is a very highly su- uh, scientific term by the way ladies and gentlemen
1: oh no kidding so to yes. hear it so to hear this i'm man if you have a chance and you liked that Go listen to what he's released already. The Excellent. rest of it is just that good. Okay. So I'm I'm really pumped. When that album comes out, we're gonna review it, even if Owen doesn't want to. I'm, oh, I want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pumped, man. I I'm uh, I really am. What do you have for us today, Owen?
2: Man, okay. So, uh, this has changed several times throughout the week. Um, I'm kind of getting ready for summer vacation myself. And uh, one of the time, one of the things that I love about summer vacay is I get my kayak out a lot, and so I was thinking about playing uh, a little uh, band called uh, Blue Rodeo, and they have a song called Blue Canoe. But I I heard this song this weekend while I was out farting around, and uh, we've had a lot of rain here in Texas for the last like week and a half. It's been almost constant rain, and I just thought that this was kind of a perfect song to listen to in the rain so i changed it this is a little song by uh the old man rod stewart and it's uh it's off of his very first album and it's called an old raincoat won't ever let you down That is uh, an old raincoat will never let you down. That's a uh, pretty great track. And I love the fact that uh, lots of the faces were on that too. In fact, my, my theory holds true that Rod Stewart is
1: awesome when Ron Wood plays with him. I would, uh, I would 100% agree with you. Actually, it's so funny that you played that because about a month ago, I started listening to faces. Like Ugh, it, love faces. Not, no. It's not that I hadn't heard of them or hadn't actually heard a few songs by them, right? But I never really paid attention to them. So yeah. I, I went back and listened to them. My my stepdad was a huge Faces fan. He goes, Oh yeah, I can't handle Rod Stewart by himself. But if it's I Faces, if I it's like faces, everything I'm up
2: to if you want my body and you think I'm sexy. Like at, at that point, that is the that is the demarcation of suck. Like everything after that sucks.
1: Oh, you don't like the Great American Songbook? Oh, no. It's As absolutely terrible. Sung by Rod Stewart? No. It's like
2: if Rod Stewart was on American Idol.
1: Yeah, wasn't. Yeah, it's he? crap. Didn't that happen? I think. That oh, happened. I think probably
2: so. I yeah, don't know. I try not fair. to pay attention to that that dude now.
1: Yeah, that's probably good. But I do
2: like this song and Maggie Mae. Like, I I, I, I mm-hmm. will defend those songs forever. But Ron Wood, because Ron Wood
1: i always liked gasoline alley quite a bit
2: yeah that's a good one too
1: yeah yeah but yeah you're right like the early rod stewart and and it's got the uh, that song that you played kind of as the smile factor yeah like you exactly it and you just kind of smile you just well it's just every it.
2: part of it's cool you know yeah. I, I break down songs to component parts and i just love the little guitar like the Yeah, and then it's got the p the rolling piano and then like the do, 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 on the bass, it's just so cool. Like, there's nothing in there. It's got all of the building bro- building blocks of an awesome song.
1: Yeah, it, it's really cool. Um, I really dig that song. Thanks for yeah. That one. Yeah. No problem. And now if we all just not float away, that'd be great. Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I think we're supposed to break record heat this week too. So you know, we're gonna dry oh out pretty damn quick.
1: Ugh. Can't win to lose. Yeah. Exactly. Well, um you know what episode is this eight for us this is eight yeah eight episodes um, if you haven't heard the first one uh we reviewed a weezer album and we're about to do that again this album is called van weezer and i believe owen probably has a track of some sort queued up so
2: so i just want to weigh in real quick on something josh uh the first thing that jumped out to me was uh a travesty of an album uh that copies a guitar riff that should never ever ever like like ever ever be touched uh and it's called blue dream so uh, i want to want to play a little bit of that real quick and just to uh, maybe rile up our audience here I think that says it all, really. I mean, I, I don't think that, uh, that that riff should ever be touched. It was perfect on Crazy Train. It never needs to be touched. Not by Weezer, especially. Just going to say that. Throw that out there. Negative, negative hit points already.
1: I, if, if you don't mind me chiming in. Please, please chime in. Please. I was really enjoying this album. Yeah, like, until... Thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like because it was great because the kid, had, uh, my my older son, we, well actually both of them, we bought we got this new swing set and I had my speaker out there and I was listening to the album and my son was really into it you know and he was pushed him on the swing and this came on and my son still liked it but I was sitting there going really like this is what you're gonna do when your first four tra- was it first your first five tracks are pretty solid and you go and ruin it with this i I just i I don't understand man like i don't get it sorry that that's i I totally understand it this is
2: i put this when i was teasing this review on facebook i mean it's fun it's a fun album but i also think that it wears its influences on its sleeve like and it's it's trying way hard to go it's like hey hey excuse me hey i i really like hair metal hey in case you didn't know like did you see that i have uh, this motley crew back patch on my on my denim jacket hey hey i really like kiss I mean, it just it to me, it just it just it wears thin after a little while. And I mean, I I enjoy it. It's got some weasery moments to it. I enjoy it. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little derivative for me at times.
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of right there with you. Um, My favorite tracks on here are probably the first two, number one and number two. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The end of the game uh and all the i feel games.
2: like hero uh which um
1: that i probably like track it's probably my least favorite of the first five tracks
2: sure but one of the things that i was thinking of when i heard it the first time was it it harkened me back to the in the garage from the blue album
1: okay that's yeah fair. so
2: it kind of that was a kind of a good feeling for me so yeah it, it's definitely not a great song it sounds like it needs to be in a uh I don't know, like a Ready Player One soundtrack. That's what it sounds like. It belongs on. (laughs) Or uh, Big Hero 6. That's what I was, the Big Hero 6 would be amazing. It would be a great accompaniment to Big Hero 6.
1: That that makes sense. But they, (laughs) but no, the, like, if you want a real good sense of what this album is, you listen to the first track. And when I hear the first track, I'm like, I'm in, let's go. Because right. it, it really does kind of pull you in. Yeah. Um, but, man, so I told you that I like that second song, but I'm yeah. also well aware that when I listen to that second song, it reminds me of Beverly Hills. Oh, like, totally. Like, it's just a rehash of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And this is the problem that I have with Weezer. And it's that they can't get away from... From themselves. And I was worried years ago, when they said they were gonna do like an album every year or something, one was gonna be like a different color album, one was gonna be like kind of experimental album and they'd switch back and forth. And I'm like at some point it's going to get uber repetitive and and I know they're doing their best not to repeat themselves, but after an album like OK Human it's yeah. really cool and yeah. really different. And, and innovative. Yeah. And then to come back to Van Weezer, like they didn't have to put out an album like this for me. Right. Because yeah. years and years ago, there was a, a Guitar World uh, magazine that came out that had Rivers on the cover and he was holding Eddie Van Halen's Frankenstrat. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so... And he even said in the in the interview, and I'm not a huge Weezer fan, but I was like, it's Van Halen. I'm gonna read something about it. Uh, he said he's like, I have more. I feel like I, as a guitar player, I have more in common with like Van Halen and hair metal than I do with like alternative '90s and and Pearl Jam and all that stuff. Which which is probably true, but again, not really what I need to hear from Weezer. It's just, it's just, it's a, it's like you said, it's a fun album, but it's easily disposable. Right.
2: No, I totally agree with you. And then that last song, that heavy metal girl or whatever, that what's that song that they had on? Oh, Suzanne. It reminds me of Suzanne. I love Suzanne, but the the topic reminds me of Suzanne. It's the same logging. Right. But I, I, I really by, by that point I was like, Yeah, okay, I get it, dude. You like you have uh you have a Def Leopard pin on your on your jacket that you've been telling me about for two years. I get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well the it and again, hearing Blue Dream really kills the album for you. Right. Like because you're going through it and you're kinda of like, Wow, this is really fun, really fun. I'm I'm having fun with this album and then that and I'm just like, Okay. Yeah. I I know you just did a covers album, but this is not necessary. Right. You know? So, yeah. I I don't know. It's rating time, I think.
2: Yeah. I would, I think, I'm going to give it, because, I mean, it's got some replay value. I've listened to it three, four, five times. It's something I could put on in the background, and it's not that big of a deal. It's not something that I think I would do a whole lot of active listening with. Uh, I think I would give it probably a seven in the spirit of it being an average, it's just a very average album. It's definitely nowhere near as good as their last one.
1: No, I would say six and a half to seven. Right. I'm real close to giving it a six and a half. Yeah. But I just know that like there are some good tracks on there. Yeah, exactly. So, So I I think I'm going to, I think I have to go seven as well, but man, that blue dream song really makes me want to deduct like more.
2: Yeah. And you know, when they said that they were putting out, Hey, people have been asking for a guitar album. I thought, Oh yeah. I mean, people, a guitar album would be great. I'd love to hear something that's in the vein of blue or green, but uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's lacking. So I feel like it gets points for being a guitar, a guitar album, but it has po- hit points taken for being super derivative.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. So, and and to be fair, like, and and I'm trust me, I'm not defending Weezer, but if you're gonna pick a guitar back up, well, what did we expect to happen? Like, eventually, right. it's gonna go back to a certain sound that you expect from Weezer, right and they won't be able to get out of the box because they've, they've been there. They, they know what they can do. You know? Yeah, totally. It's not terribly unexpected, but the, I mean, don't take Randy Rhodes famous riff and try to make it your own because you just make me and Owen and (laughs) leagues of music lovers and musicians ticked off. That's all you do. I and, will
2: tell you, it was really awesome to scream all aboard and, and laugh. That was uh, kind of fun. I f- I channeled my inner Ozzy there for just a second. That was kind of
1: fun. Yeah, that that might be something we have to play again later. Uh,
2: <laughs> I think it also is a perfect segue into our next segment. We may Indeed, just
1: wanna... <laughs> indeed. Because we had some complaints and disappointments with the album. And uh, about a week ago, when we're recording this, I think it was about a week ago, uh, it was announced, or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees were announced. Um, so we've got some complaints. And, and some, some disappointments. Yes. And and we would like to talk about those now. Before <laughs> we say anything, let's give everybody a, a chance to catch up. Here's who's being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Tina Turner, Carol King, Ooh. the Ooh. Go-Go's, Ooh. Jay-Z. Yeah. The Foo Fighters, woo, and Todd Rundgren. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Then we're gonna get to the then people who are getting awards that night. I want to make this clear: these are not people being inducted; they're getting awards. Early Influence Awards go to Craftwork. Yeah, Charlie Patton. Oh yeah, Gil Scott Heron. Oh yeah, and then Musical Excellence Award goes to. LL Cool J, Billy Preston, Don't call it a comeback. and Randy
2: Rhodes. Oh yeah, there we go.
1: Um, The Ahmet Erdogan award goes to Clarence Avant. I do not know who that is, but I imagine he discovered some people because that's usually who that award goes to. Somebody who works behind the scenes. Ahmet Erdogan was bald. Just like you. Yes. (laughs) Tell me, did you discover Led Zeppelin?
2: Yes. Yes, it was me. It was before I was even born. I No, discovered but you Led discovered Zeppelin. Morgan Wade. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, it was all me. <laughs> oh, I finally, my. I have been trying, speaking of more, this is, i driving off in the ditch and I'm owning it. <laughs> Here we go. I have tried, I've been trying to order that Morgan Wade album since it came out in March it immediately sold out on vinyl, and I have not been able to find it. Like, no one has had it.
1: Maybe you should I happened to up.
2: look on Amazon yesterday. They had one copy left. So you know I clicked that buy it all button right now, and it's going to be here this week, darn it. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that.
1: Good for you. Good for you. <laughs>
2: I had so, to shake off the, those bad, that bad juju from from uh, from the crazy train, yeah, robbery. Sure. Crazy train robbery. That's what we should call that from <laughs> now
1: on out. That should be the episode title.
2: <laughs> there train we go. <laughs>
0: That's perfect.
1: Well, um, so complaints and disappointments. First, I want to complain, or, and or I
2: was disappointed.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: We had a long conversation about this too, guys. What the the rhetoric behind is his complaint too hard, should we say disappointment? So we yeah. just decided we'd be both.
1: The idea and, and look, I realized and then if you go back and listen to your earlier episode where we're talking about like the the ballot for Rock Hall of Fame, I was not pro Iron Maiden. But I'm gonna say this. Iron Maiden should be in there. Before LL Cool J gets an award for musical excellence, period, like that is that is ridiculous. That is just an absolute shame.
2: And I know total oversight for sure. And I know
1: barely anything about Iron Maiden, but I know enough people who do know something about them, who love them. Oh, count me in that. Count me in
2: that uh, that number.
1: And I think they are amazing for me to know that this is ridiculous. Absolutely. Basically, this is me in the offices of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame throwing up desks. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Iron Maiden. Well, heck, even like, let's put Kraftwerk actually in the Rock Hall of Fame and not give them an early influence. Let's just put them in. Right, just put him in exactly like, anybody. Like, I'm sorry, LL Cool J. I guess if he gets something, maybe make give it to him for best host or something. I don't know, but yeah, I he has I,
2: lots I, of friends in the business, I, that's I just for sure. I don't
1: see it, dude. I don't see it, and I don't get it.
2: I, I don't get it either. And I will tell you this I was extremely upset because, a you no, know, Iron Maiden, b rage against the machine gets gets snubbed again right but oh. then i saw something from a man that i have a gigantic man crush on and his name is Questlove. Ooh. i love Questlove; like he is one of my musical protege like i just want to be Questlove. and he said when when ll cool j got in uh that it was uh that ll cool j was the the susan lucci of music it was a susan lucci moment and he f- Finally, got in. So it made me think, maybe I'm just totally like clueless. I, I, I must be totally clueless because the hip hop community is totally behind the LL Cool J.
1: That's super cool. I'd much rather have Rage Against the Machine in there.
2: Yeah, me too. I, I d-
1: Man, if there were ever a time we needed Rage, now is it? Like, right? I just, I just don't understand, like. Why you're not? Why is everybody not excited about having Rage Against the Machine up there, saying, singing, killing in the name of right now? Oh my God, I know. Like, and talk look, about
2: relevant time I, for that I too. Kn- we
1: need it. Like, yeah, they're, they're, man, they're the modern version of Woody Guthrie, is what they oh, are. Absolutely, and in the fact that we aren't, I don't know, drawn to hearing a message like that. It, Bothers me, like their if, music. Their music. I've is- seen
2: one. If I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times on the TikTok, where a Gen Zer will hear killing in the Name of" for the first time, and when Zach says some of those that run forces are the same that burn crosses, and watching their little young minds blow. I mean, wow.
1: Yeah, it's so relevant. It's, it's so totally relevant, relevant. and. You know, back in the day, like in high school, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, just in it for the heaviness. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? And how mad he was. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about what he was mad about. I was just yeah. like, this is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, uses, he, rules. he uses the F word. Let's
2: go. <laughs> you, I won't <laughs> do what you tell me.
1: Yeah. And I just, I just don't get it. Can we also, can we talk about... Todd Rundgren
2: for a minute. Oh God. If we must. Okay, go ahead.
1: I feel like he's the same thing that LL Cool J is for rock and roll. Because every year he's on that ballot and you hear some musician come out and say, I don't know why Todd Rundgren isn't in yet. Or like, someone needs to explain to me why Todd Rundgren. And I I tell you what, I'll tell you why that he's wasn't in. It's because nobody really could tell you one thing he does now. Like, yeah, exactly. My generation has no idea who Todd Rundgren is. Right. I can tell you like one or two songs he does because I'm you and I are of the same ilk. We we dig into stuff like that and we, we can figure that stuff. But nobody knows who he is. That's why we're like, what's the point? Of you know this? the first thing I think of
2: when I hear the name Todd Rundgren Beavis and Butthead. Did you ever watch the episode where Todd Rundgren was on Beavis and the Butthead no. and Beavis was trying to say Rundgren? <laughs> it was really funny. And so now every time I see his name, I hear him go R-
1: Rundgren. R- Rundgren. R- Rundgren. <laughs> that's, that, that's pretty good.
2: So, yeah, I think, you know, for most of us Gen X folks, I think that, that uh, he's kind of a punchline, if you will.
1: But that's like multiple generations that he's not really anything right you know what i mean the yeah so like what i guess the 80s and 70s were his time and if he if you didn't catch him then then what he's ah man the only thing i can think to say here is he's truck stop music like you can stop at a Truck stop and find a CD of by Todd Rundgren. Or this is
2: the only thing I know by Todd Rundgren. If I'm on his, if if I'm if I'm looking at his catalog, this is the only thing that jumps out. I mean, I, I can agree. I mean, I can relate. Because especially in May, like, I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all
1: day. Like, I could totally relate to that. Me too. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's again, it's just I don't know. But hey, here's a way. Let's end. Let's end this segment by going down the list and just saying how we feel. Are we are we good? Are we happy? Are we not? Perfect. Okay. so Tina Turner. I know, I know you're excited about that. dude. I, yes, I, I'm absolutely.
2: I'm in. Wondered.
1: I'm I'm just really excited to see her. I, I hope she's there to accept it. I, yeah. I, I, I hope. I oh god, I hope she doesn't have to zoom in for this. I <laughs> really, I, I really want her there. I want her there. I want people to stand when she's announced and go right. nuts for her. I want. I want it to be a big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want agree. It to,
1: and and I I'm super fine if she doesn't want to perform. I totally get that she's older now, and I, you know let's let's roll some people out there to pay tribute to her. You know whatever. Oh, let's have the cast from the Broadway show come out and do some songs. Totally, like that, yes, that would be amazing. Yeah. But I just I I just want it to be a big thing for her, and then I want her to go to Sweden and chill.
2: Yeah, absolutely. She deserves it. She has earned that and more for sure for sure
1: all right uh carol king here's what i'm gonna say about carol king i dig the songs that she wrote for other people more than i dig the songs that she wrote for herself to sing
2: nothing wrong with that i like her i like her solo stuff as well
1: but she's consistent
2: right and I mean, as, as a gigantic music history nerd, I can appreciate her place in music history. I remember the first time I went to New York and I was I went there for my birthday and uh, so I was staying in uh, Times Square and I was walking around Times Square and I happened to kind of look up at a building because I, I I love Art Deco Art architecture. So I saw this cool Art Deco-y building and I was like, oh, that's cool. And it said... The Brill Building. And I had like a conniption fit right there in the middle of the street. I was like, oh, my God, it's the freaking Brill Building. And I was thinking, hey, this is where James Taylor and uh, Carol King like plied their craft. And the record store is still open on the corner where they would like write the music, record it on a level down and then take it downstairs to the, re- to the, to the record shop. It's all still there.
1: That's so awesome.
2: I can appreciate her place in, in music history for sure. Yeah.
1: my favorite song that she's ever written was for the monkeys, and uh, okay. it was called "Sometime in the Morning." Okay, and I just I love that song. I yeah, think that's she, a good one. Yeah, it, it's a great, great track. Um, Go Go's, yes, that's yes, all I'm gonna say, they, no, yeah, yeah, without yeah.
2: without even like a stutter step, it's no. yeah, an absolute yes,
1: yes, Jay Z, yes.
2: Yeah, I'm in on Jay-Z. Yeah,
1: me too. Um, yeah, man. He's, he's legit. He needs to be in there.
2: He's totally legit. I mean, mm-hmm. it took, he's, he's carved out his place in hip-hop history too. For sure. I mean, I don't know that if, if I think about the term, and I'm talking about it in hip-hop terms, if I think of like a, a mogul, I think of him, right? I think of Jay-Z as a mogul.
1: I do feel like he's the model that every rapper is following now.
2: Oh, for sure. Bunch for sure.
1: The clothing lines, the, you know, yeah. the jewelry, all that stuff. I feel yeah. like that. It all started from the hustle of Jay-Z, man. Exactly. It all started there. All right. Um, boot Fighters. Yes. Yes. But. The shine on them is really starting to wear off for me lately. OK, yeah. and And, and it almost feels like they were going to get in regardless of voting. Yeah. Because everybody loves Dave Grohl and everybody loves that band. Yeah. So I think that even if no one voted for him, they were going to get in. Right. Period.
2: You and I have had this conversation, but it's been like almost a year ago that we had this conversation before this year podcast was even started. Uh it was after the Pearl Jam album came out, I remember you and I having this conversation about how essential want to is when you record a rock album. Like if you, it's almost like if you have, if you're not, if you don't want it anymore, there's a certain level of grit that's not in your recordings anymore and they can be as polished as, as the, is possible. But once you've sort of achieved a, you know, a, a level of success, that want, for lack of a better word, is not there. And it shows up as a lack of grit. And maybe that's what's happened on uh, the move, the Foo Fighters album. Who yeah, knows?
1: And maybe that's that indescribable thing that Wolfgang has right now. Right. That, you know, like, you can tell. You hear that riff and you're just That
2: like, proverbial brass ring he's reaching for.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. ugh. It's rough it's awesome yeah. man i like it all right and then we've already talked about todd Rungren, so i think we're good there um and then you want to talk about the award winners do we need to is it a i i don't know uh, oh okay uh, yeah no i feel like i'm, I'm still... not all that impressed
2: i mean they're award winners
1: no no I'm glad Randy Rhodes is getting some sort of recognition. Randy
2: Rhodes, yeah, that and guy, Billy,
1: and Billy Preston for that. Yes, night.
2: I love Billy Preston as well. The Fifth Beatle, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure, definitely.
1: All right. Well, that has been Rock Hall complaints
2: and disappointments.
1: Indeed. Well, we're uh, moving on. All right. So. Owen, would you introduce this next segment because you you're the one who uh kind of brought it up.
2: So, so we're talking lead singers, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So um we were just kind of generating some ideas for um for top 3 lists and we got us talking a lot about the importance of lead singer changes and this actually does bleed over into our top three lists so um it got me to thinking how does a band a go on if a lead singer dies or gets fired or is for whatever reason not in the band anymore um and i thought of several bands right out of the gate that have fought on with varying degrees of success with a new lead singer. And my thought is, what you'll find is a couple of different veins, if you will. Um, You'll have a band that tries to just continue plowing the same row, the same hedgerow, if you will. And so they'll try to find a singer that sounds like the last one. They just want to keep a good thing going. And then you will will have the occasional band that tries to reach out in a new area uh, with varying degrees of success. And I think what you're going to find is that the bands that just sort of find a singer that sounds like the last guy probably are generally more successful. So we right. just, we had this day and a half, two day discussion about these things. And so we thought we would bring it to you guys, the record heads or the roomies, however you yes. want to look at it.
1: The roomies. Uh, yeah. I do like the
2: roomies. <laughs> it's nice. Too. Yep. It
1: is. It's like we're all buddies here.
2: It is. We're all buddies. Yeah, exactly. We all, same, we all pay equal parts. We all pay parts of the bills.
1: Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so the first one i think that we really talked about and i remember this conversation because i was like wow okay so then if you talk about that you've got to talk about one band specifically because they are they are the most successful in this the idea of a changing lead singer and the first band i brought up was acdc and acdc I this, and i had this discussion with uh, my wife the other day too we were like you know I don't think there's been a replacement lead singer as quickly and widely as accepted as Brian Johnson after Bon Scott because it it almost almost not even a question like yeah back in black comes out and everybody's like yes all right let's go exactly let's yeah. go like that's it and no one really thought like yeah everybody said that Bon Scott's gone but at the same time they're like I can roll with this. This is still, this is still ACDC. Absolutely.
2: And and
1: it is. It is seamless.
2: For sure. One of the things I think that has made it seamless is a Brian Johnson kind of sounds like Bon Scott a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I think on back in black, he was really trying to do right by Bon Scott on his vocal tracks. Right. Bon Scott still wrote some of those songs and so I think that that probably made the transition less noticeable the fact that he was trying to do almost a Bon Scott initially but then he kind of settled into his own groove as his own vocalist which is cool although still I mean it's still gritty
1: so my first experience with ACDC was in the 80s so I did not know this was before I knew anything about Bond Scott the first ACDC song I heard was money talks.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And, and I still to this day love that song. Yeah. And I even, I prefer like, if you, you like, you're sitting there going, so which one do you like better? I like Brian Johnson better. Yeah. And, and I just think it's because it's like, that's the James Bond I grew up with, man. Like, yeah, I think,
0: exactly.
1: You know, like that, like that's the one, like he's on thunderstruck. He's on, yeah. uh, uh, one of the tracks you're gonna play here in a minute. Um, he oh, Big Gun, off of right. Last Action Hero soundtrack. Like, that's I just I just like Brian Johnson. And well,
2: I, and I, just to kind of, I think that what you're hitting there is him hitting his stride as Brian Johnson, the singer.
0: Yeah, I think
2: that's that's what I was talking about earlier. That's really when he was hitting his stride.
1: Yeah, as
2: as true. a vocalist for that band, finding his own niche if you will
1: but i fully appreciate bond scott and tnt and dirt oh, dirt, dirt cheap man and like i love all of those yeah but i just if you like man like i said if it comes down to it give me give me brian johnson but for sure let, let's uh let's play a little of both
2: for like, sure you know i uh record uh, roomies i'm gonna do uh i'm gonna do my typical juxtaposition type of thing I want to start off with a a little song that came off on their debut album. Uh, And if you've seen School of Rock, you have seen this, you've heard this song. Uh, It's called uh, It's a Long Wait at the Top If You Want to Rock and Roll. I had to do it. Of course. You can't, you can't play that track and not play the bagpipes, man. There is a just a visceral energy to that track that I absolutely love. And you can imagine, when that came out, the minds that were blown by that energy, too. So, I really, really dig that track. And that's Bon Scott. And... I don't want to do too much analysis on the vocals, but I do want you, as you're listening to this next track, to think about how the vocals are different. I mean, they're definitely similar, but think about how they are sim- uh, similar as well. Uh, different and similar. So, this next one is uh, Shoot to Thrill, which, if you have watched Iron Man, uh, you've heard, but this is uh, Brian Johnson on vocals. <laughs> tried to choose tracks that were pretty similar in terms of song structure. Um did what did you hear Josh in terms of vocals that were different there?
1: I know this sounds ridiculous, but Bon Scott, the guy who like lived a hard life and everything, his voice always seemed smoother to me. Right? Then Brian then Brian yes. Johnson. Brian Johnson sounds like it's rough, man. Yeah. Brian Johnson Brian Johnson sounds like he's about to start a fight in a bar. And,
2: <laughs> exactly, and,
1: and Bond Scott sounds like he's the guy that's egging on the fight in the bar. Yes, I totally so, agree with you. Like, like that—that's the difference. But yeah, it's, but it's not enough of a difference, I think, to an AC/DC fan to be like, right? I don't, I don't care. Zangus playing guitar, cool. Let's go. Right, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, totally. Is there a killer groove in there? Oh my yes. god, yes. Yeah, cool. What I notice personally is, I feel like the Bond Scott songs are a little bit of higher register, and that's because I've watched, I've seen him in concert, and I've seen Brian Johnson, and he he struggles, I think, to sing those songs because it's in a register, it's it's not in a it's not it's a, not in a key he's used to singing in, so he struggles a lot more to sing those songs but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that those, I think that there's a grit to both of them, but I do like your analogy there. I think one of them is about to get in and one of them is an antagonist. Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. So that, that's, uh, that's ACDC. And yeah, for there's... sure. Um, uh, Why don't you play one track from the next band?
2: Are we doing uh, Van Halen? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Very cool. I feel like, um, just to uh, to juxtapose Van Halen to ACDC, I feel like they're one of the only bands that ever got away with having a slightly different sound. I did, however, choose songs that are very similar in song structure and also instrumentation as well. So I'm going to start by playing the Sammy Hagar track, Why Can't This Be Love? Here it goes. So that was uh, that was Van Van Hagar, if you uh, want to think about it that way, uh, from their album Fifty One Fifty. And I remember the uncomfortableness of my parents trying to explain to me what that uh, what that number meant.
1: <laughs> it's just the police code for the criminally insane. Exactly, right? So like, uh, that someone's escaped. So. Um, <laughs> i uh will admit that i'm a i'm a van Halen fan if you' i mean at this point you have to know in this podcast um so i i only knew well i don't want to say I only knew Sammy because you get into van Halen you know david Lee roth it's another one of those cases where I grew up with Hagar right um but I really liked david lee roth a lot because i'm if you go back especially as a guitar player i feel like some of eddie's greatest works are with roth you know you're Unchained. you're talking about love i'm the one hear about it later almost anything off of uh the debut album and fair warning and 1984 you've got like drop dead legs in panama and just just killer stuff well and
2: and, uh, if i may inject this too, running with the devil if you ever watch the video to running with the devil like eddie wants to be jimmy page in that video so bad right totally right i'm sorry to interrupt
1: oh no no worries but um i can't imagine the gamble that they knew they were taking once roth was gone and they settled on hagar yeah the
2: i can't drive 55 guy
1: yeah i mean they had to be thinking like you knew you just had to know that they were like okay let's just go let's just go this is the guy let's go and you know and regardless of what era you fall on you have to admit that they still were number one. They were still doing number one albums. Like even if Roth is gone, like Hagar, like Fifty One Fifty was a hit. It was a number one album.
2: I As think, was OU Eight One Two.
1: Indeed, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> and a really and a really fantastic, like some really great songs on there. Yeah, it, I mean. Again, even if you dislike Hagar, it's one of those things where it's like the fan base accepted him. Yeah. It's it's a done deal. Like it they're almost as successful as ACDC. I right. Would say, in that in that respect. Oh, and what do you think?
2: I know, I mean, I totally agree with you. And I, I often think of um because I I did get to see him on the 54 5150 tour. And I often think about that and i think about sammy hagar singing stuff like jump and panama and he did it he did pretty well i mean but then i think about the concourse what if it was what if it happened opposite and david lee roth had to sing 5150 songs like uh, why can't this be Love?" i don't see it as good i don't see it coming out as 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 good um and I don't quite know what that means but I I think it's important to note that um I feel like Van Hagar was perfect for that mid career renaissance if you will um cuz it was still intense Van Halen rock but it wasn't like reach down between my legs and ease the seat back Van Halen anymore
1: well, the, the the famous different, like, I forget, I think it was Sammy himself who said this. He goes, you know, honestly, the difference between us is just this simple. David Lee Roth was singing about sex. Yeah. He was singing about making love.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah and, and That, that makes that, a lot of sense.
1: It, yeah, it really does. And, you know, as a guy who's seen all three lead singers for Van Halen, all three of them, um including poor gary Sharon. that poor poor guy uh the thing that always killed me about hagar when i saw him is he barely would play lip pay lip service to previous to roth era stuff he would do panama he would jump and i think that was it yeah everything else was him yeah and i was always like man that's that's tough for me yeah because I I know what's there like yeah. I, I, you know a van Halen fan knows what's back there and to kind of ignore that is is I mean you've got an ego issue I feel like yeah and then, absolutely but then and I and I've told I think I've told you this I saw the Sharon I saw Sharon uh, when he toured with him. And I still say that's the best Van Halen show I've ever seen. And I know that drives people nuts. Drives we, me nuts. Well, he comes out and he does all eras of Van See, Halen,
2: and that's that's kind of cool. I just, like, I just, I don't know if I can give him, forgive him for the sins of extreme.
1: Oh no, I get it. But he <laughs> sucks it up. He sucks it up. He goes out there, and you, they opened the show with Mean Street,
0: oh, and I'm nice. like,
1: and I'm like, okay, and it's like. Van Halen's greatest hits, it's right? Not Van, it's not Van Hagar's greatest hits, yeah, that's it's cool. Not David Lee, and the same thing you can say the same thing for Roth. He would not like when they toured, there were no Hagar songs, played. yeah, for sure. Um, before we move on, and I, I know we're talking a lot, but uh, did you hear about what was supposed to happen before Eddie died?
2: No,
1: okay, this'll kill you, okay? So, so Wolfie. Wolfgang had sat there and was talking to his dad and they couldn't record again because health wasn't great for Eddie at that point point. and so the doctor said, you know, if you guys wanted to tour again or something, you could technically travel, he would be fine. So Wolfgang threw together the idea, okay, here's what I'd like to do. What, think, what do you think about this dad? Is basically what he said. What if we did and Everything in the Kitchen Sink tour. And I, everyone started calling it the Kitchen Sink tour because they were just going to throw everything at it. But basically, they get David Lee Roth to sing a half of the set. They get Sammy Hagar to sing half of, half of the set. They would even bring Sharon out for a couple songs. And wow. they were going to bring Michael Anthony back to play. Eddie's big deal was like, uh, no, you got to play bass with us. He goes, okay, I'll come out and play on that last band Halen album that he did. It, like, I'll do that. But the big talk was they were only going to play stadiums and they were going to have the Foo Fighters open. Metallica was going to come with them. Like it was going to be this huge deal. Right. But then Eddie went just Uh, down. That's sad. Dude, I would have like coughed up money for that show. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Way to
2: bring the room down, Josh. I'm sorry.
1: So, um, we've got a list here of others that I, I, just those are two like prime examples of good ones. Right. Right. But let's just kind of run down this list. Let's not necessarily like listen to them. Cause I don't sure. want you know, but, um, in excess, the they're on my list of failures for this. Oh, totally. Because what a, what a horrible idea to replace Michael Hutchins. Period. Right. Like, what are you doing? Michael Hutchins will probably always go down as one of the greatest front men of the eighties. Yeah. I mean, unappreciated,
2: you, too, until he was gone and yeah, then they realized, well, wow, he, he what, can't like, replace him.
1: What a killer voice. And yeah, he, his voice makes you want to sing with him. Right. You know, and, you know, and all you have to do is go listen to Never Tear Us Apart. Or yeah, uh, um, for me,
2: uh, it's kick. I oh, love that song. Kick is what does it for me. That song yeah. has got so much freaking power.
1: I dig. Uh, I really dig mystify.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's like, a good one
1: or even like i need you tonight yeah just, just the way he delivers it yeah you're exactly not gonna, you're not gonna find anybody else that'll come close to that
2: certainly not jd fortune
1: what a mistake <laughs> like, exactly and, and they put their failure out on national television oh so man that we, we can I remember, all see them I remember that show placing NXS in like live like, yeah The band almost has to say anybody can be Michael Hutchins. No. Yeah, exactly. Nobody can be Michael Hutchins except Michael Hutchins. Right. But it's just, it's just an absolute, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Total failure for sure.
1: All right. Let's talk about someone who kind of goes back and forth journey.
2: Oh man.
1: I I know. And eh,
2: That's a segue, also, but uh,
1: (laughs) okay, we'll save Journey, we'll come back, yeah, 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 okay, okay, we'll come back to Journey. Um, Foreigner,
2: Foreigner, I feel like they do okay. I mean,
1: yeah, but don't you think it's weird that Lou Graham follows them around wherever they tour? Oh, yeah, for sure, isn't that strange? (laughs) He's like, hey, guys, hey, hey, (laughs) yeah, were you touring this? Okay, I'm gonna Remember remember
2: when we recorded Agent Provocateur
1: together, you guys are gonna do uh. You guys are gonna do House of Blues, okay? I'm gonna go do um, the Small Kessler gig, you know? Yeah, like,
2: exactly. Hey, you guys remember when we recorded? I want to know what love is. Like, I, I could come do that.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
2: Man, no that wasn't like was that was like your only number one hit? Yeah, I could, I, I could even, come back and do it. I can't it.
1: even tell you. I can't even tell you who fronts Foreigner. Right
2: yeah, now? no, I can't either.
1: Um, what about Queen? Oh my God.
2: Well, so. I got to see Queen a couple of years ago and I mean, it's a great freaking show with Adam and Lan- Adam Lambert. It's a fun show. I mean, I, I got my money's worth, right? But it's not anything new. I mean, it's not, and they don't ban it. They, they don't, they don't bill it as anything new. They bill it as a tribute to Freddie Mercury. So it's almost like you're watching a, uh, a cover band with the original musicians. Do you
1: think, do you think that they've, Paid tribute to Freddie very well at all.
2: Then, um, yeah. they f- they pay tribute to a lot of the stereotypes of Freddie.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think they do the the show that I went to was phenomenal, and they did a lot of the like Adam Lambert did a lot of the very uh flamboyant songs because he that's who he is he's flamboyant, and then. My favorite moment was when Brian came out. I had like eight throw seats. They were phenomenal seats. Um, But Brian came out with a guitar and he played Love of My Life and sang on it. And the whole AAC sang along with it too. And so I feel like that was a fitting tribute. But I also then think about Adam Lambert right singing I want to ride my bicycle and he's wearing like full-on leather and studs right and there's just a little bit of over the top if you will almost uh I don't know what you'd call that but it's it, it, it didn't to me it wasn't honoring him so it, it's a little bit of both to answer your question
1: all right well let's talk about this one more this one other band before we get back to, to Journey. Um <laughs> What about, and this is a more recent band, Stone Temple Pilots? Oh, man.
2: Yeah, that's a really good one, too. See, I... Okay.
1: okay. Well, I was just going to say, when Scott Weiland died, I was way more upset about his death than I was about Chris Cornell. Not discounting Chris Cornell and everything he did. But, man, if you... And and I I'm not generally a greatest hits guy, but if you go listen to that stone uh, that Stone Temple Pilot greatest hits album, thank you. Every track is so good, every single track. And as they evolve, so does his voice. And it's almost like he's doing it on purpose, like oh this song needs this, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this with my voice or you know i need to be much more deeper and guttural in this song so i'm gonna he's just he's just a chameleon a vocal chameleon that just changes with whatever the DeLeo brothers throw at him and i just i just love that guy and his voice and then when he died i was like all right so they're done right So they're gonna go back (laughs) to that do you remember do you remember when they did an album without him and it was like I forget what it's called but it's like TV show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, okay, they'll go back to that. Fine. Like nobody's worse for wear, everything's good, but when you continued with STP, I was like, I don't care who it is. Like this isn't going to work. Right. No, I totally agree with you. And that was a band
2: that I the the further I got away from their being introduced to the Mainstream, the more I liked them. I really did not like them when they got introduced because I felt like that was they got lumped in with all those corporate alternative bands that were just flooding the scene. And I was just like, it's another one of those. But that second album came out and I was hooked, man. I, I loved it. So like when I heard purple, ugh loved it so uh and every everything after that i loved even more so uh but yeah totally they're they're a band that has that's aging like wine to me so
1: my my favorite uh album from them is still tiny music
2: oh yeah that's a great one
1: yeah i won't say the whole thing because the entire title is ridiculous but <laughs> but it's got it's got a uh, big bang baby on it and i just i've always t- I've just always loved that song. All right, Owen. All right, let's talk about Journey as we segue <sighs> into our. I keep cutting this time. off.
2: I so I I've told Josh this. So I'm a huge Journey fan, but like I'm like it stops at 86. Like 86, I think, is basically, but everything before that, I love and uh in fact the earliest the, the earlier the better like wheel in the sky and any time at all are my two favorite journey tracks and i just don't know that i can hear anybody in that band other than steve perry and i know i know that there are issues i know that steve perry is he's got some kind of issues about you know performing live, kind of Brian Wilsony type stuff. Um, but I, I struggle. I don't like the. I don't like the. I didn't like Ozzy, and I don't like the new guy. So I think they've struggled to replace. I think that's a band that they've tried to do something different uh but they now they just kind of recycle whoever they can get in there they can hit the high notes on open arms uh what will uh will fit the bill nicely
1: so i've seen the new guy um i forget his name ernie i think something like that yeah Yeah. um and dude he sounds arnett i
2: think or maybe something like that
1: he sounds just like stephen perry
2: yeah kind of
1: just like him yeah and it it it's it's freaky and yeah there's there's an element of like you you the kid's great, like you go and watch him he puts on a show, and you know it's really enjoyable, but there's also like when you're done an element of almost like so they just looked for the guy who sounded the closest to Steve Perry they get pretty much absolutely yeah absolutely get, and I mean. I don't know. Like it's one of those things where you just kind of go back and forth on it because everybody would love to see Steve Perry do it. Right. I know. I know like I know that tomorrow if Neil Sean figured out a way to do it, he would come out and say, All right, we're doing a short twenty city tour with Steve Perry. Sell out. Yeah, it totally complete, complete and total sell out. Yep, it's never, and I would probably buy tickets. It's never about the bass player, or the keyboard player. It's never been about those guys. I'm sorry, yeah. it just hasn't. It's always been about Neil Sean and Steve Perry. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, that's that band.
2: Well, and and, and Neil Sean, has got he's got he's got skins on the wall even before that. I mean, he was oh, in yeah. Santana.
1: Yes, the band as a teenager. He's he's super good. So yeah. it's just. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you really can pull it together, you, there's money to be made. Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah.
1: But then again, I imagine that that's the whole problem. Is right. They exactly. You want to split the money. And right. I imagine there's some sort of deal going on with the current lead singer where it's like, you're only making this much money.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. Cause you're that's... not an official member of journey. You're just, yeah. you're just,
1: so, it's whatever man i just ah, i i i've never been a huge huge journey fan and i'm i think i'm becoming less of one as i as i move forward just because people just worship them for some reason or other and and i'm just like i don't i don't understand i'm glad you like them and and i do have my favorites uh I, i really like this song called only solutions that was on the tron soundtrack
0: yeah that's good which stuff is,
1: which is a deep cut for some but um even then i'm just kind of like well they their journey you know right
2: yeah and, as much as i love them they're still not on my faves list so yeah which we yeah. talked about yesterday or I don't the day know. before.
1: i throw them i kind of threw them in there with chicago and some other bands that are of that ilk that are just kind of you
2: know i would love to see chicago man if i could go back to in time to see 70s chicago horn band era chicago god i would love
1: that you mean 25 or six to four chicago yes saturday in the park yes yeah when they're a rock band yeah 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 Yeah, exactly totally (laughs) in um okay well, well i think it's time for our top three
2: our top three which is a nice segue from what we were just talking about
1: indeed would you like to go first sure
2: man absolutely i'm just kind of vamping here while i'm finding my playlist here we go all
1: right vamp vamp away sir so
2: man this is a hard one for me so so um this is the top three lead singers and as josh and i are want to do we we like to take deep dives into the rhetoric of terms so We liked it. We set some pretty extensive ground rules for ourselves, and that that were pretty hard. So,
1: yeah, this one was tough.
2: (laughs) I'm always proud of the bar the bar that we set for ourselves. (laughs) We don't ever do the low hanging fruit. No. So we decided that lead singer meant of a band, not solo stuff. So, which, I mean, holy crap, that cut out. One of my favorite vocalists of all time is Ella Fitzgerald. Can't can't do her on this, on
0: this list.
1: No. She'll have and, to wait for later. Well, and then I brought up the idea of Bruce Springsteen. Right. In, in the E Street Band. And we kind of went back and forth, like, can you do it? And the whole thing was like, no, dude, they come to see Bruce Springsteen. They don't really come to see the E Street Band, even though I can name almost all the members of the E Street Band. Right, I know that I can be like, "There's Clarence, there's Steve, there's blah 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 blah," but once Bruce comes out, I'm like, "Yes, he's the man." Yeah, I'm totally. Singing. Like, I can't. So we keep
2: rising the bar for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So
1: I can't. I can't pick him, or you know, or James Brown for that matter. Right. You know, I can't pick him.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Or, or it doesn't matter how many bands Prince is fronted.
0: <laughs> right. Because like, exactly.
1: Because like Prince comes out, he can be with the revolution. He can be with the new power generation. It doesn't matter because you're there to see Prince. Yeah, period. and
2: I mean if we decided that if it has the like an and in it, that we weren't gonna do it, right? Because if it's like right. Bruce Springsteen and, right, or Prince and, then we decided that was gonna be cut out. So. Right. But if they fronted, if they were like a legitimate part of a band that didn't demarcate the lead singer from the band, the the lead singer was part of this entity, then we could do it. Even if they went off and did solo stuff later or in between albums, but we just had to stick to the band stuff. And so that was kind of where I lived. Um, So my number three. Um, you guys may not get her on this initial listen, but I would encourage you to take a deep dive into their music. She, this is Erica Winterstrom and she fronts, she actually has a really brilliant solo album out right now, but she fronts a brilliant band out of Austin called Heartless Bastards. And that's what I'm going to play for you right out of the gate here so here's my number three Hey Okay, so that was uh, The Mountain by the Heartless Bastards. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, it's just Heartless Bastards. I always want to throw a the in front of it. Um, I do that with Aldi, too. I always say I go to the Aldi. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I heard that track. So I heard of them when this album came out. I was taking one of my normal trips down to Austin, and my favorite record store in all of creation is waterloo records they're in austin and i will go i'll drive down there in the summer just to go shop for records and eat tacos and come home like i'll just make a day trip out of it but they had a brother
1: uh, what's that call a brother
2: (laughs) yes man let's do it
1: let me know
2: yeah for sure absolutely it's gonna happen at least once
1: give me time to plan
2: yeah for sure (laughs) But they had, uh, one one summer I pulled up and they had this logo in the window and it was uh, Heartless Bastards. And I thought, oh, I got to listen to that. And I went in and listened to the station and bought the CD immediately. But her vocals are just haunting. There's just kind of a haunted, eerie, there's a pathos to them that I've always loved. There's an emotional angle. Um, Like Alternative Magazine's, frequently described her voice as uh honest and um i just i think that her voice is just amazing especially when she starts singing higher registers as well it's just all over the place and really good so what did you think of that one josh
1: um i that's the first time i've heard heartless bastards at all so man um that album is
2: really good
1: i'm actually interested um it reminded me a little bit of pj harvey
2: yes yes just just yeah. a
1: little bit and so it yeah. makes me uh that makes me curious
2: yeah yeah it's almost like an alternative lucinda williams if you want to think about it that way like a rock and roll all lucinda williams even too um, but they're playing ACL. So, uh, I'm super stoked. They've, they've taken they've taken a couple of years off, but they're playing ACL this year. So I'm super excited that they're going to be playing, playing together again. We need to
1: again. do a show about what festival we want to go to. Oh,
2: yeah, totally. That'll be fun. <laughs> so that's my number three. Number two is going to be not that much of a surprise given, um, given what we were just talking about before this segment. Um, I could have done this entire list on like a female vocalists that I dearly love but I had a tr- I had trouble once again finding bands. Um I did however go with uh one. There aren't many that are on any top lists on my list. So but this one definitely is. This is uh Journey with Steve Perry and this is a little bit of Open Arms for you. There it is. I beseech you to find anything that exceeds that in terms of vocal quality. Just amazing.
1: What do you think, Josh? What's your opinion on open arms? He gets extra points for uh, being on We Are The World. Oh my gosh, yes, totally. I have that on vinyl. Oh, do you?
2: I also have the heavy metal benefit album that's called Hearing Aid.
1: How creative.
2: Sometime you should come and peruse my record collection. Some of it I think you would find is really interesting. (laughs)
1: It's going to have to happen. Yes. It's on my list.
2: So, okay. So, this is my big one. This is the one that I'm so excited about. I dearly, dearly love this lady and all of her vocal stylings. And she would be on my favorites list had she been around long enough to record more albums. She just doesn't have the length to have made my all time list, but this is uh, you may have heard uh, you may have, this is, this is by big brother in the holding company. You may have heard of the, her vocalist somewhere, uh, the vocalist for that band. Uh, her name is uh Janice Joplin. I don't know if you've heard of Janice Joplin at all.
1: She hails from Lubbock, Texas
2: as she, yes, she does. Yes, she does. But so I stuck to the fact that this is actually a big brother and the holding company album. They only recorded two before she took off, but this is um, from the debut. Like I had two albums to choose and I think they're both phenomenal, but I just chose my favorite track off of that first album. Here it is. This is call on me from big brother and the holding company. So that was Call on Me by Big Brother and the Holding Company, fronted by the great Janis Joplin. Amazing, amazing vocalist. She does things to my soul. She stirs my soul in ways that other vocalists just do not. So Josh has a really guilty look on his face. He's going to
1: slam her. No, no, I, w- I wouldn't dream of it. But, okay. I will, but I will say I've never been a Janis Joplin fan that's okay um that's why they so, make
2: vanilla and chocolate jo- and chocolate josh
1: indeed indeed so what but what i will say is as i was listening to the track you know what i did pick up on is the phrasing of it um specifically when it's her and the backup singer reminded me of some jack white stuff
2: oh totally yeah
1: like, like i picked up and i was like oh man that's real jack white-esque yeah can, exactly can see, right I, down
2: to i mean the analog ish sound of everything too man just the overdriven
1: guitar yeah. and oh
2: yeah really definitely
1: yeah but i mean i get it like people love her yeah and you know i just never i never got it yeah and it just i guess doesn't move the needle for me
2: yeah um, well right. you know that's like i said it's why they make vanilla and chocolate indeed indeed I love that phrase, and I love it when to say it when people want to engage, but like this is my well, I'm not engaging. Yeah, it's okay. You can
1: think what you want to think. Like what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I always uh, I always tell, I always mess with my wife. Sometimes I'll say, "Well, you know, some people like their cucumber better pickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Yeah.
2: You just yeah, like, you said the worst thing in the world.
1: Sorry, I, I like to all right. I know you don't, but that's okay. <laughs> all right well um good list. That brings
2: us to your list sir Good
1: list owen thank you um i am gonna start things off with number three uh and i gave owen specific instructions for this one uh <laughs> very specific
2: and i'm gonna have to edit out because i did not i didn't have a way to cue this one so
1: no it's fine it's fine um I'll I'll go ahead and do my lead-in, though, if that's okay. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, so three, two, one. uh, You know, I don't remember how I got into the Who. I'm pretty sure my stepdad led me down that primrose path by saying something about, have you heard Pinball Wizard? Some really good guitar playing on that. And so I heard Pinball Wizard, and then I was like, you know what, I really do like this band. And so I started getting into their greatest hits, but eventually I got to a point to where I was like, man, I, what's the, like, I'm, I'm picking up on songs I really like. And I'm realizing they're all on the same album. And I'm like, I got to get the album. And I believe it's called Baba or no, it's called who's next. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the album. And uh, it has Baba O'Reilly. It has Won't Get Fooled Again. It has Behind Blue Eyes. And everything else on that album is spectacular. Like, it's a perfect album. It's one of those rare jewels that are out there where, like, you find something and it's just, like, it's great. And I know that um, a lot of people will point to Tommy, and I like Tommy, but I love Who's Next. I love this album. And um, the song that I'm going to play for you now I will not play the entire song because it's 8 minutes long <laughs> uh but I'm going to play a specific part of this song because this few set, like this part of the song what Roger Daltrey does with his voice here to me is the quintessential rock scream I've never heard anybody match this scream like Uh, and, And they may have done it better. I don't know. But I would say that all good rock screams start here at this point on this song at this time stamp. So without further ado, my good friend Owen is going to play for you the specific part of Won't Get Pulled Again that I'm talking about. So here we go. No, I, I realized that was a short part, but that, that is such, it's such a rock and roll moment. Like every time I hear that scream, I'm just like, yes, that's rock and roll. Oh, Oh, totally.
2: Man. Yeah. That's phenomenal. That, That I agree with you. That's their best album. I love the who I got into a discussion with my dad about big British bands And inevitably what that means with me and my dad is the who the Beatles and the stones and out of those three and this, I have to always give this caveat before I say this, this doesn't mean that I don't like the other ones, but out of those three, the who are my favorite. I love the who, and then it goes the stones and then it goes the Beatles and that's not to say that I don't love the Beatles, because I absolutely adore the Beatles, but that just tells you how much I like the other two. Uh, so I'm totally with you. I love the Who. I love the whole Maximum R&B thing. Their first album, when they were covering like Heat Wave and things like that, I freaking adore it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is that's good stuff, for sure. That yeah. vocal right there, that scream.
1: Yeah, man. That, it's right that there
2: is... with... All aboard. Ha 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 ha
1: ha. Oh, yeah, for sure. For (laughs) sure. Um, Okay. Speaking of British bands that you uh, and your father talked about.
2: Oh, nice. I didn't need to provide that segue, but we are providing each other segues all over the place tonight.
1: We are. We are. Um, Number two is, in my opinion, the man who created the lead singer front man role. This for a band. It's this guy um i just i just can't think of anybody else who at that time period was doing what he was doing and i know he was probably stealing from a lot of people to do what he does and and it's not even about his voice i mean his voice is important
2: right it's presence
1: it's the presence yeah the attitude with which he does like delivers the songs yeah so um I did something different on this one. Usually you would go back to the beginning, but man, I love this song. Like, this is one of the best rock songs that came out that year. And I still like, it's still my go-to Rolling Stones song right now. So here's a little bit of Doob and Gloom from Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. (laughs) i i still love that track man it's i know it's not it's not a new track i mean it's not an old track but it's just it's just so good and he's older and his voice is and he's still good yeah like like you can hear the the age in his voice but it's still it's It's on time
2: it is metronome it's yeah
1: yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like that he doesn't guy...
2: sound like old man. Like drunk. Like when a lot of old vocalists start sounding drunk, and he doesn't sound that
1: way. No, 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 no. But I really, I really enjoy that track. Is that one of your? You like that one? Or that's
2: really good. Yeah, I I heard that song a couple of times, but yeah, it's real. I've really been dug, digging into it this week. It's really good stuff.
1: Yeah. All right, well, brings us to number one. I don't know that it's even uh, worth my trouble because everybody knows what my number one is. I don't, I don't know. Owen, do you think it's worth my trouble? Yeah, I think totally think our, it's worth your trouble. Don't you think anybody listening to this is already gone? Okay, I can turn this it, off now because it, it I know was what no, he's going to. It was
2: pick. no surprise to me, but yeah, I, I think I, I think just just to uh, yeah just uh, yeah I think we just need to hear it. I I'm, I'm okay. going to play. I'm just, just I'm just going to play. Just play, play it. it. Just play it.
1: I mean, just listening to that chorus, just that chorus. Now, oh yeah, he's look, he's not a trained singer. Everybody knows that, but I'll right. give me a guy who throws everything he's got behind it. Yeah, uh, like and the, and this is for those of you who don't know, this is Bono of U two, and and it's just like you can hear him throwing everything he's got into that chorus. Everything he's gotten to that chorus. If you listen towards the end when he gets to that chorus, you can tell that he's he's given it everything because it starts to go off the rails a little bit. But um, I'll tell you what. Uh, freaking 84 to 93, his voice was as good as it will ever be. Like, he had unforgettable Fire. Some of the work he did on there is incredible. The Joshua Tree, of course. All you have to do is, like, look at With or Without You, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for, and you see it. Um, Octune, Baby, phenomenal. And uh, even Zaropo had some great moments. But, like, that's him at the height of his power. And it is just, to this day, I've never heard anybody better. But it's it's twofold because it's not just his voice. It's the performance, too. Cause, and you've seen him, you know, like when you're there, man, he 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 makes you feel it. it yeah, definitely. There's, there's a reason I keep going back, man. It's 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 regenerative, regenerator Oh, great. I haven't even had a run,
0: a run
1: It It's uh how do I put this? It regenerates my soul Yeah, when I go. Absolutely. And it's, and it's sad that they don't come more often. Right. I mean, I totally understand it. They're old now. But dude, every time I walk away going, that's some of the best money I've spent because I I feel amazing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. Well, I, I like the fact – and I, uh, pardon me if I'm committing sacrilege here, but it seems to me because I'm not – I'm a little – Compared to you, I'm a layman, like, cause that's your, that's your jam. You two is your jam, but it seems to me, and this is not a critical thing. It seems to me there's two Bonos, right? There's the political sort of activist Bono, which is that. And then there's like almost that the fly personality, like the real performer. And I like the fact that I can go to different shows and see different Bonos. I think that's neat.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and he's got characters that he right develops to like get into the performances for those songs. And stuff yeah, like that. and
2: that's that's a dying concept. Like that doesn't happen a lot anymore. Yeah, David and, Bowie did that all the time.
1: Yeah, and he's he's great at it. Um, I, I just he's he's phenomenal. But anyways, that's that's my number one, and that brings us to the end. Of the record room for episode number eight. Wow! Which is about which is about the great crazy train robbery.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the title. Um,
1: before we sign off, I, I do want to say something real quick. Um, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, because it's the end of the school year, and if you're a teacher and you're listening, and uh, you know. I'm sh- we've all had a rough year man it, it, but know that know that this show specifically we we support teachers we we think the world of you we know you've been through hellacious times this year and uh, we hope you have a great summer we hope you get time to rest and relax and if you're moving on to another district or something else well good for you and we hope that, that you find some peace doing that as well so, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've but, uh, given my
2: whole career to teachers. So I totally agree with you.
1: Yeah. So, uh anyways, for the record room, I'm Josh
2: and I'm Owen
1: and we will see you guys real soon. Now hear me.
0: I got one thing to say.